This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me, as always, my good friend and co-host, uh, Mr. Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Oh, you know, I'm trying to hold together one scotch tape at a time for my body. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you, Eric? I'm doing pretty good. I, uh... Had a busy week, which is turning out to be the start of what I think is going to be a busy summer. So I started taking classes. So on top of doing producing two podcasts, a literary magazine, and um, being a full-time parent, now I am uh, a part-time student. And in the fall, will become a full-time student again, which I haven't done in many years. So that's uh, fun. But <laughs> it is. It is literally pretty fun. It's interesting. I, well, you're it's doing funny, new shit, uh, so... Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah, I keep definitely going to keep me busy, and I'm going to have to kind of reevaluate where my time goes sometimes. Thus, why, and if anyone's listening to this, uh, a few weeks ago, the episode stopped coming out on time, so, so <laughs> if, any, if anyone was waiting with bated breath on Friday afternoon at around 3 o'clock when they were coming out most day, most weeks, I've been missing the deadlines, so it's... Uh, there is nobody that's waiting, by the way. That's, uh, that's not a real thing that's happening. But <laughs> I mean, there has to be at least one person out there who is looking forward to the conclusion for our uh, Junkyard uh, Fistin uh, episode. Yes, yes. I uh, could clarify that, but I'm not... <sighs> I, we should also mention that we're kind of dealing with, you know, a Midwest heat wave, like, in yeah, the 90s, yeah. but the thick humidity and shit and being in a room that can't have a fan on that's me anyways getting getting kind of punchy over there huh? mm. <laughs> thick uh, is yeah. the air but yeah well yeah i don't think i should explain that at all if you have any uh if you want to know any more about you know the video junkyard fisting special um <laughs> just go back and look at the uh prior episodes and your uh all of your questions will be answered i believe yeah. so and more it's um, amazing how we had like better fist and jokes what we were calling this but just today it's just like nah they're gone they're recording yeah. they're there they're on the yeah. episodes but today we well, are looking for like fist fest fistapalooza fist, uh... <laughs> fistapalooza i think is what we called it that was the last one yeah. um yeah that one works the anyway. most <laughs> but now we get uh we're starting off uh, summer with uh i mean late into the summer game, yeah but it feels like summer that's for sure yeah so. it's like uncomfortable wisconsin yeah Illinois. we got a couple of fun uh well while well, joe's still um not with us he's out out digging uh out west so uh for those of you that uh, 
if this happens to be the first time listening, our other co-host, uh, Joe Peterson, Dr. Joe Peterson, is, is a working paleontologist. He's out west digging digging up dinosaurs. So uh, that sounded kind of condescending. I actually think what he does is awesome. and I, that don't, <laughs> I don't think I don't, it sounded condescending. I, don't that's, I didn't mean it to sound, uh, yeah, in any, like, like I think anything other than that. But, uh, yeah, so just, he's not with us for the past few weeks. And, uh yeah, so we get to just pick some randoms, which is fun. We don't. Yeah. We're often pretty scheduled out, so this one we just kind of like last week, like, oh crap, what are we watching these uh, next couple of weeks while Joe's not with us? So. You can kind of tell out of the group, and that's definitely going to be expanded upon in, in this particular episode tonight, uh, based on this uh, <laughs> what we watched. Uh, yeah. You can tell who who's more of the hard stick of the group, of just like, <laughs> yeah, no, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah and, <I> don't... <laughs> and sometimes we need we need that um it, it appears so <laughs> um uh, but then again so. as you've pointed out sometimes uh, we all choose a dud eventually uh, oh, yeah. uh, frequently and uh sometimes i have can chosen more than my fair share of duds so that's... oh you're you're so humble <laughs> <laughs> i mean i definitely right. chose and I, I will admit that I chose this one today, um, yeah. based purely off the poster. Um, I guess we should oh, talk to you. As we always used to, you know, back in the days of the video store. I'll never and stop. Such. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, the perfectly appropriate way to pick a movie for this podcast. It's uh, and it's got a good poster. You could you could kind of see if anyone ever sees this video, but yeah, it's a. I have a really awkwardly cropped version of the poster behind me here so it's kind of just like you get crotch here and then you know something it's funny because the way that our videos are set up for those because we do skype videos for these recording sessions that he does have the poster in the background of like this (laughs) cross-legged woman sitting on uh, a shell or within a shell and these Mm bug-eyed like um uh, individuals uh, but it's cropped right at her chest. But I, in my point of view, my my video box is right above yours. So those huh. are my sexy legs and uh, curl <laughs> belly button piercing. Oh. Um, and I have never always, felt nicer. <laughs> we always joke around about podcasting with no pants on. But I mean, if that's if that's what you look like from the waist today. Down, I can today, see why you're doing it, it, it might be so, accurate so. given how fucking hot and humid it is uh, where I am <laughs> yeah. currently at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today's movie, Beyond yes. Atlantis. That is today's movie. Oh, I didn't even take the time to pull up the Wikipedia page. Give me two seconds. It's um, fine. I'll, I'll fill yes. in the thing. This movie was definitely <laughs> made in like 1973. Uh, and it is definitely it <laughs> one of those movies that where it shows. Like this is definitely one of those movies where maybe would have been considered for like one of those like let's make fun of it saturday night like it absolutely is and absolutely was because it is in the 13th season of mystery science theater 3000 they actually featured beyond atlantis so right and i was not aware of that until i was reading about it today which now i kind of want to go back after seeing the film and see what they have to say right because uh i'm sure it's good but Submerged for centuries, Atlantis, the lost continent, rises in mythological magnificence.
Meet Serena, conceived and spawned in a world beneath the waves. Mermaid majesty, drifting through dreamy depths. Fire in her eyes, love on her lips, desire in her heart. When will you mate? It is your destiny to mate with an outsider, not to love him. Underwater warriors in a savage struggle for survival. I will not sacrifice myself. You will mate! You will mate! Beyond dreams, beyond thought, beyond Atlantis. Astounding the imagination, ravishing the senses. The siren of the sea rising through rapture serene. Afloat on waves of pleasure. In a bed of pearls. The ancient army of Atlantis clashing with modern soldiers of science. Atlantis must conquer or die. A primeval princess leads her people from a kingdom beneath the sea to a blazing battleground above. Beyond Atlantis. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. You ready? You got it? Yeah. I, oh, like... yeah. I, think I, I didn't know how, how much you, you had there, so I'm going to give you the uh, super brief uh, synopsis that they have here on Google. <laughs> um, it's a group of adventurers find some legendary pearls as well as a native beauty on an uncharted island, supposedly the lost continent of Atlantis. Um, yeah, so that's a really brief synopsis that isn't entirely accurate. but um, Yeah, it's very, very loose. Yeah, because I don't think in anywhere in this movie they insinuate that this was the lost continent of land. It's just these people had kind of emigrated from there right. at some point and also spawned with fish at some point as well. But <laughs> um, Yeah, something's up. <laughs> yeah. They don't spend a whole lot of time on like the the actual like things that are interesting about the movie. They spend more time, you know, bickering among the the criminal uh or the um Adventurers, I would say, the pearl treasure seekers, um, the group of uh, people that have found their way to this island. So yeah, that's basically what it what it is. Is a group of um, um, assholes. Yeah, American, <laughs> American assholes in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, that are kind of, kind of sketchy for the most part. They're one of them's obviously like a kind of a. I want, he's not a mafioso, I wouldn't say, because he's he's not Italian, but um, he's running kind of the the crime. He's kind of a crime boss of a, he's a growing, part of the city, like, a cri- like yeah, crime boss. He goes by the name East growing. Eddie because he own he runs the eastern part of the docks in yeah. wherever they're at in the Philippines. I don't know if it's Manila. I don't know if they ever really say, but um, anyway, I'm sure that doesn't matter. But uh, but East Eddie is played by uh, Sid Haig, who is a uh, popular cult film actor uh, 
for his work in black exploitation films around this point, but also goes on to be a uh, beloved um, character uh, in the horror film um, community as Captain Spaulding in the uh, Rob Zombie films. So um, in his in his older age, but yeah. So I, I haven't seen uh, Sid in a whole lot of stuff outside of those movies, and and so it was, it was amusing to see him. It was fascinating this, to so see like, a young Sid in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, He's. He's cool. I've seen, I have seen. I can't even remember what I was. I've seen him in one other thing when he was a younger guy. And it was just a bit part, and he kind of played a part similar to this. He was kind of like a, you know, a a, a tough or crime boss kind of dude, and um, a pimp really, because that's what he is here too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he's, I he's good at doing it, and he does a good job. <laughs> he does have so. a charm to him. Yeah. When he does it, I would give him props, like. Not everything was perfect, but that's not against him, by the way. That's definitely no, no. like everything else. But he was definitely doing the best he can with what he had, and I think yeah, I'll give him points of it. I can see why he was really beloved. Like good, good, good for. Uh, I think he did a good job with with, yeah. with this. And, then, and so he's starring next to uh, Patrick Wayne, who, if you guess by the uh, last name, is actually the second son of. Um, Bruce Wayne? Film star John Wayne. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just had to do something yeah, stupid. Not... <laughs> yes, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I didn't so, know yeah, that, he, actually. His I didn't know he was a influence, he was... apparently, getting, getting cast in this film, changed this film a whole lot. Supposedly, early versions of this script and... Uh, also, the way that the, the director Eddie Romero, who's also a, who's a, a Philippine national who directed many films, I guess in the Philippines, but this was going to kind of be his big breakthrough, or in a way, um, they were imagining this film to be a little more over the top, exploitationy and such. But Patrick Wayne did not apparently do stuff like that. He had to keep his nose clean, his his or his father's or whatever the Wayne family reputation. He uh, demanded the film be kept at a PG rating if he was going to do it. Since he was such a big star name at the time, um, they decided to, to do so and tamed the film down from whatever it was to um, to a PG movie. A family-friendly a family version of the script. And I think so that might have been fault. the thing yeah. that killed them here, because I think yeah. there's enough like what like little ingredients here, and I should probably get back to like the plot. But you heard the basic synopsis um, that if they were to dial this up a little bit and go for like the more exploitationy elements of this, this could have been a lot more fun, I think, or a little bit you know more I memorable mean, at least of a movie. Yes, yes, I I really thought that that's what was gonna happen here. Mm -hmm. uh given like what the poster looked like because like instantly what attracted me to this fucking movie was the the fish-eyed uh 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 people the uh of of this of this lost atlantean community or whatever it is uh which they explain away by going um so there's two plots right so the the part with the mainlanders is like you know these pearls were given to somebody who just ferried one of these people across, like not one of the fisheye people, uh, one of the royalty. Uh, she paid him in fucking pearls. He used it to pay off a thing. And they're like, Hey, these are some fucking valuable pearls. Let's get a fucking asshole team together of a gambling addict 
a crime boss, uh, a hungry crime boss because he and a guy that owns a boat and a guy who Duh. owns a boat. Oh, and then also do- tag along a scientist who's really scientist. just there for the lols or for the research. Yes. Um, well, and the romantic subplot. Oh yeah, on, which so, like so. It comes out of nowhere. It really, <laughs> literally comes out of in, nowhere in both ways. Like yeah, in they're gonna both ways. Yeah. Uh, and then the other plot is for these tribal people, um, or this fish community of people, like, which apparently they explain away the reason that all of them, except for the two royalty, which are father and daughter, uh, look like this is because of inbreeding. Um, which, again, begs the question, why don't the royals look like this? But there's a lot of, like, this, this is a Swiss cheese movie. There's going to be way more yeah. holes in the plot, and you just kind of have to accept they, it. <laughs> they give you little bits and pieces of stuff that they don't explain at all, and then there's, like, just just questions you would think, obviously, they would answer that just never get answered. Like, why do the people have, you know, obviously have some, like, fish element to them? They can stay underwater for long periods of time. They have big, kind of fishy-looking eyes that sometimes look very creepy and convincing and other times look like bad sunglasses. So, like like um, Willy Wonka goggles if they made like yeah. <laughs> the outside part like fleshed colored, like skin toned to the, the person yeah. wearing them. <laughs> yeah, they look much better on the movie poster that Ryan mentioned that than they do yeah. in the film for the most part. There's a couple of, you, when you get a close-up of them, there's a couple of makeups that look okay, but when you get, like, a large group of them, it's it's pretty lazy the way that they kind of just, like, it's kind of like they cut out egg the bottoms of egg cartons and just kind of stuck them on some people's eyes. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like the they got them out of a box of cereal. <laughs> like, 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 ooh, mom, look, x-ray specs. I can look like a fish man. Uh, yeah. Which I was hoping, yeah, uh, that's the disappointing part. You were like, yes, I am here for hokey fucking special effects and 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 whatnot uh, and, and yeah. costume design. But you really don't get a lot of these guys or, or no. girls because it's a mixture of guys and girls. As much They're as I was used hoping. as kind of the, the henchmen of, for whenever they, something yeah. goes wrong, they kind of send them after people. And they they kill like one person the first mate of the boat who is an undeveloped character he has like two lines and then they send him out after the pearls one night and they apparently kill the guy for no i mean <laughs> i had to re i had to rewind the the movie to like why did that happen i'm like oh yeah okay. it doesn't really explain i'm not sure what the motivation from the fish people is to do that to like go that go to that level at that point because that the the pearl the, the the crew of people that we've come to the island with are not really threatening to them a whole i mean i guess they are a little bit because they're coming in like we're gonna take your we're interested in your pearls we want but first they want to work out a deal but then everyone's like oh just go ahead you know uh the the princess Cyrene, played by Lee Christian in the movie, um, she's just basically like, no, go ahead, you guys just take what you want, and they're like, so at that point, like they're like, okay, like it, it, everybody's getting along fine. Um, yeah, they're, they're filling like, like a so. tackle box full of fucking pearls and shit. Like, yeah, and these like giant, you know, quarter sized, you know, spherical pearls um, that they're pulling out of there and. They, uh, yeah. So, so they they kill this this first mate, and he di- he disappears. They decide that you know, oh, it's a ba- a dive gone bad or something, and um, 
The only person then, who cares is John Wayne's son. Yes. But yeah, that's his uh, whole thing, right? He's Vic Mathias is the name of the character. He is the yeah, the good guy in this, which I, I bet in the original uh, version of the script he is not so much, but uh, Patrick Wayne got on board, I'm sure, and kind of crafted this character because... He doesn't seem like he should be the mid the main character of this movie um, from what his character is and does, but he definitely is given the screen time and the star presence of, you know, being He's like Patrick a less Wade. scummy scumbag. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Like, well, I, 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 I won't Higgs, say he does uh, anything scummy, but he has no problem being a oh, part of Oh, yeah, he knows who he's in adventure. cahoots with. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Sid Haig should have been the the head the head guy in this he he's got the not that Patrick Wayne was bad in this but he just seems a little out of place being Mr. Good Guy Mr. Like, oh God um, yeah that's one like what they so they they they're, they're getting the pearls and shit but their other subplot with these people um the Atlantean fish people is they're like hey listen. We got some fresh new genetic material. We're going to ignore the fact that we killed a trespasser on an island, but their rule is like we can't have any trespassers. But now we got to go back to this whole like, yeah, we're inbred and we need new genetic material. So like <laughs> you should choose one guy. This is king to the princess. Not just king, but also the other people, the other fish-eyed people. Uh, mm. To uh, Sir, uh, Serene. Was it Serene? Serene? Cyrene, yeah. Cyrene. Oh, because Siren. Yep. Yeah, Cyrene. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you should go out totally, like, fuck one of these dudes. Uh, not to sound so crude, but that's essentially what they are saying. It's just like, we yeah. d- don't need you to fall in love. Just get pregnant. <laughs> it's like... But, like, we need you to breed. Or what, what, what word do they keep using? Yeah, it's not... Um... It's not breed, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's essentially, get knocked like, up. Like, get knocked up. Um, because to the appara- to the point where she she gets you know super rapey there at the end of the and actually they all the fishmen hold the dude down and yeah, so. underwater. Yep. Yep. Yeah, which didn't really show anything. But again, like they no, said, no, no. she it's she very, allegedly very loves... PG version of this of yeah. rape. You know, <laughs> like, of of, so. of of Vic. Because for some reason it's it's a love triangle between, you know, Vic, the the female uh, scientist, which they never yeah, really. Yeah, Doctor s- Kathy Vernon is her yeah. name. Um, I guess anthropologist. I remember them calling her Kathy a couple times, but that's the only. Yeah. But and um and and uh, uh Cyrene, uh, cause Cyrene's, Cyrene's just like I I wanna, but I love him. It's, it comes out of nowhere. I'm like really, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. Yeah, you but, guys have not even talked, I don't think, at this point. But but she, like, she witnesses, like, uh, Vic and, you know... Well, she confronts Vic, right? And Vic's like, you, I just don't love you. And she leaves emotional. And then later, then literally the next scene is Vic, like, uh, flirting with uh, Catherine. Uh, and, and they just... And she does this weird thing. Like, he's just like... I think he like kisses her or something like that and she's just like looks like she doesn't want it and then just runs to the ocean 
randomly just runs into the ocean <laughs> and he follows through and they kind of just have this whole romantic moment in the water and Cyrene's like on the bottom hiding behind a walk wa- like watching this whole thing all sad and shit mm-hmm. and then the next scene is like oh hey look there's actually more pearls somewhere I'll take you guys and then like what Eddie uh not Eddie uh wh- who's who's the dickhead is it Logan, Logan? Logan. Yep. We should talk about yeah. Logan for a second. Played by John Ashley in the movie. But yeah, Logan's a total total scumbag, which means John Ashley does a decent job of playing this character, I'm sure, but yeah, yeah he is just full on like paranoid greedy greedy type. So of course he's on board. Yeah. They all go. He has to he loses oxygen. He has to float up and he passes out. Convenient. The two go Vic and Cyrene go back. And then yeah, like it was a weird scene like a lot of the scenes in in the ocean are like for the time like nice but very fucking slow and you yeah just they lose attention are and, almost like pretty beautifully photographed like there's some yeah. good stuff and i don't know if they shot all of this or if they used some stock footage but anyway there's some good underwater photography but my gosh, every time they go underwater, it is so slow. Like anything that happens, it just happens so slowly. It's like they could have used, they could have like overcranked this and even used some fast motion to just make things move a little faster. I think, but right. And even... there's so much like weird, like almost synchronized swimming scenes with the fish people early on. And then yeah. There's... Yeah, I don't and, know. It then... it really kills the movie. <laughs> and going back to the whole like assault scene. Like, even that is, like, done so slow. And, like, she's just, like, moving around him and stuff. It's, like, he doesn't, like, there's no... And then just, they... She just pulls him under a rock, and then the fishmen just throw a net over it, and then it just fades, yeah. and then it fades back, and he just wakes up. He's in up. full scuba gear, by the way, too. Like, right. I, I'm thinking, like, okay, I've just watched this all happen. Like, by the time you actually, like, get around to getting, you know, doing this, doing the deed... This guy's gonna be drowned. <laughs> like, it's right, like, it's like if he's not dead already. But yeah. like, he then he just wakes like right after that awkward scene. Like the, like it's the most awkward sexual assault scene ever. But yes. just for like not the reasons you think. It's just <laughs> like. Is that yeah, what's happening be- here? <laughs> yeah, it's not because it's a sexual assault scene. It's because it's so slow and like weird and like. And there's the, fishmen involved, so... Yes! <laughs> um, and then he just wakes up on the beach, still wearing his pants, but his shirt's missing, his scuba gear's missing. He just wakes up on the beach, like, huh? But his tight-ass fucking, like, scuba pants are still on. Mm-hmm. And, like, Catherine's Of course, like, she took the time go- to put those back on. <laughs> the tight-ass wetsuit pants. <laughs> like, don't want to leave any fucking... Ooh, you just passed out. But yeah, it's just like, and then it just gets even, it actually goes even more chaotic from there. Um, yeah. Which is... The end of, yeah, the, the the third act, I mean, it does crank up, at least it gets a little more exciting. The second act was just, just really, really hard to get through with all the, like, swimmy scenes and just the slow underwater stuff. Third act at least gets a little bit more exciting where they decide to, or suddenly, which we get really no we get really no explanation but they uh, or the, the boat's gone so they get, they've obviously taken the boat away for some reason um 
we don't really get any like immediate threat, but we are told by East Eddie that. Um, oh no! Actually, we run into I forgot Manuel. We haven't talked about Manuel, but Manuel's the uh, tra- the boat captain who originally brings the pearls into East Eddie to sell them. Yeah, and gets these guys on the trail. Uh, he shows back up in Act Three after their boat disappears, saying, "I got a boat and I'll get you out of here. Just cut me in on the pearls, and you know we got a deal and all this stuff." Um, they decide to take him up on it. Of course, Logan doesn't want to go along with it because he doesn't want to give up any of his share, etc., etc. He's going he like, like that throughout full the entire on movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they decide that they're going to go with Manuel. Whether Logan likes it or not, he can stay behind. But they need to get past fish people to get over to where his boat is. Apparently, that's the setup. We only get this through one conversation that they have. That you know, there's oh, you, no way to like, you sneak easily around. forget they it. They have to. Yeah. Um, so they, you just they reminded me of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what they come up with is they they are going to create a diversion by blowing up the Atlantean temple that they have on this uh, island. So their, you know, religious temple with a few ancient Atlantic or Atlantean artifacts. Um, we assume they're Atlantean, I suppose. Or at least I did. I don't know. It's we don't some, get much to explain. It's someone's weird, like, uh, elementary school clay project, for sure. The masks yes. and yeah. stuff. But, yeah. Oh. But yeah, so for some Sid Sid Hager, you said he's carrying uh, a large amount of explosives for some reason. I, with like him? nine sticks of dynamite, it looked like nine or seven, yeah. like overkill. Needless yeah. to say, and they, and they do exactly that. They they blow up the temple. You know, all, all the fish people kind of go nuts that the temple's burning and all this, and uh, they try to sneak past. They're unsuccessful. They get in a big kind of fight with the um, with the natives and. Um, yes. In the tussle, uh, the doctor, the anthropologist, uh, Kathy Vernon, strangles Cyrene to death with her own hair. Um, yes. We should mention that like... Cy- Cyrene totally attacked her and was trying to yeah, kill okay, her. Yeah, yes, <laughs> uh, it, so it it was, She was defending herself, yeah. And there's a, a kind of lengthy, anticlimactic underwater fight between the two of them. I think that was supposed to be kind of exciting, but wasn't because of the slowness, again, of everything happening underwater. But, but watching her choke her out with her own strand of hair, yeah, as yeah. you pointed out, was this the whole... Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just watched that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like she... She's... Oh, she's dead. Okay, I didn't... Okay. Yeah, that's... That's like I didn't one. expect her to actually be like dead, dead. I was like, oh, okay, so that worked. You just choked her with her. I'm not sure that's possible to do, but and Cyrene like, okay. doesn't have like abnormally long hair. Like she's no. got long hair, but I think it like stops like mid mid shoulder. Like yeah, like it would be very hard to wrap that around her neck in any way. But but do, like just like like if she took like three inches of the hair and just put it on the trachea just enough, just ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, like yeah. the tiniest. <laughs> And like, like just a few seconds gone. And all I could think is like, this is a creature that can breathe underwater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And who's getting strangled by, by her own hair? In Not water. only that, but seems to be like the you know even more assertive than her father. Um, seems to be kind of the leader of this these people. 
and also we're given um she's one of the only characters at least outside of our group of of i won't call them the heroes but the, the main protagonists of the film um that's given any kind of character elements like apparently she you know wants to whether she really wants to escape or not or whether she's using it as a ruse to get impregnated i'm not sure but um she is given those character moments of, i read like, it I as sincere but the plot yeah, is I inconsistent. But, yeah. <laughs> That's... Yep. Yeah. It's hard to tell, so... It's, um, um... Yeah, so anyway, then they eventually they get off the island, and this... I don't know if we want to go to the very ending, but this movie has the weirdest, right out of, like, a, a 1980s sitcom ending that I've ever seen in anything, uh, where they decide to play like a little joke on Logan and that's how they end the movie. <laughs> like, where... Well, I, so it's very awkward because right. So after the death of Cyrene, like all the natives just stopped attacking them, which by the way, the whole fucking plan was, it sounds like, like, huh, that explosion is what excited everyone and caused them to actually attack the group. So maybe they would have been fine with just sneaking off the Island. If that was the case. Because yeah. clearly no one was watching them plant <laughs> no, dynamite. They were, like, coming out of their homes, like, running out of their, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, look, they planted dynamite on our sacred guarded site, and nobody saw this? So I feel like, I think you pissed, I think you just pissed on the bee's nest, and I think you caused your own demise here. Because a lot of people fucking die, but once Cyrene's dead, they're just like, well, fuck it, what's the point of fighting? We're fucked. Like, our, our species is fucked. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're doing this whole ceremony. And Logan, the dick that he is, <laughs> carrying his massive box of pearls, sees that she has, like, this pearl shawl or blanket It's like over the same her. thing they threw over them when they were in the water. It did kind of look like that, yeah. right? It's like this weird, like, net made entirely out of the pearls, covering her dead body on this, like this this ceremonial boat that they're care like her her people like sorry her father and their people are carrying to sea and he's like yo you got more pearls give me that give let me steal pearls from the dead girl's yeah. body just and rip it, it right off of her corpse during her funeral procession <laughs> yeah and it's like it's kind of like horrific it kind of for for a brief moment it felt like this m- movie like had a serious message about greed and and like the, the even like the whole fucking the the, the chieftain or the king or whatever like looks and goes go ahead take it we're not gonna need it anymore like yeah because it has no value fucked. to us now there's so. no value to us now because we're not gonna be around and he takes it and they just carry on and they go off to the the the, the, the in the water and shit and then like Vic is just like punches him sid's like no but we're still grabbing that dough it's business <laughs> and they fucking leave and then yeah. yes it leads to so the reason i stopped you eric is because like that was kind of a, the one serious kind of scene i was invested in and then yes it goes to this one <laughs> yeah you're right we should have gone through that first but yeah oh, so we did. Well, yeah they get get onto the uh the boat with manuel so we talked about manuel and he yep. uh is getting them off of the island and th- from what I gather, because <laughs> it's it's a little like hard to tell exactly what's going on, 
they just decide to kind yeah. of punk Logan because of the way he's acted being greedy and stuff and, and stage a Manuel and his boatmates have, you know, taken them hostage and they're going to steal all the pearls kind of thing. And uh, turns out, yeah, it's a, just a practical joke. The movie ends with everybody laughing at him. So. Was it a practical joke? It's, it's what it, I, I don't know. That's what I got out of it. Like, because cause... I think it was a genuine double cross. How I read this is how I read it. It's it's, it's, okay. it's it's very interesting that you brought it up because it does it is a weird scene. Because how I interpret it is that like it was a legitimate double cross by Manuel. Because earlier they say, yeah, we'll give you a cut. You're gonna get fifty pearls out of this massive box of hundreds mm. and it, or thousands. And so they take all the, like that. They just cut to like. He took all of our guns while we were sleeping. And, like, Logan's, like... By the way, Logan apparently, like, slept with this box. Like, he's just fucking holding it. <laughs> like, again, yeah. goes full golem on this fucking thing. And, like, there is actually kind of a shootout and fight between everyone. And in the resultant fight, the box, naturally, gets thrown into the water. And naturally, like the Smeagol that he is fucking logan jumps head fucking first into the shit everyone just stops fighting and watches and he pops out going like no we can do this we got all the like he's trying to say like we can make this another venture and shit like that and that that's how i read like this yeah this double cross like everyone lost and they're just then they're just laughing at logan like <laughs> like you think it would end with the freeze frame and you have like that cheery like you said sitcom yeah level. they use a freeze like, frame a couple times throughout the film but yeah it ends on like laughter and it's like that freeze frame like, and then play the like the, the cheesy like uh <laughs> yeah. fucking uh, uh music over the credits which yep. the credits lasted like two seconds and then it fucking like it was done yeah yeah I, that's an interesting read i i think maybe you uh i just think it was a bet possibly more accurate than than myself but like i find yours very fucking interesting though i'm like yeah but like yeah i that thought they were like more sense. <laughs> like i almost read it like the pearls weren't really gone like they were just fucking with him but um those things sunk but yeah they did you're yeah, yeah so it, and there's I no gps yours probably makes more sense yeah. This movie is pretty uh, bad at explaining itself in a couple of places, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, whether so or not bad. it's yeah, it's uh, certainly I, a weird ending. Like, kind of enjoy yours more. Yours made it makes more sense for it to actually have been on purpose versus how it was actually done. The way yeah. I interpret it is just like, oh nope, this is just a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. and Based on the rest of the movie, the preceding, you know, hour and a half of the movie, I would uh, assume that your conclusion is right. It was just, you know, not well done. So, anyway, doesn't matter necessarily. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of weird, weird stuff in there. So, had there not been some, like, really strange decisions in a couple other times in the movie, maybe I wouldn't have come to that conclusion, but... Oh, we should. Um, I do want to mention one scene specifically. Um, Are we going to talk and... about the weird booby traps throughout this? Oh no, but the, we should. Um, we will. It is the a one summer. I wanted to talk about. Is there's a scene where um, Doctor Kathy being uh, try, was start, tra starting to do her anthropological research. Like the two uh, scenes you actually see her doing any of that. She's trying to interview um, 
members of the the or indigenous the indigenous people on the island the fishmen and she goes and tries to talk to one of the fishmen who is for some reason holding a, oh, a baby goat yeah and they um, never show his face either which is weird yeah and yeah. he kind of like she asks him a couple of questions and finally he just kind of says you know you you've been welcomed here as a guest and if you want to keep that status you have to stop asking questions and proceeds to throw the little goat in which obviously he had brought to feed these like piranha fish they um, call cannibal fish what they the called cannibal fish which yeah. doesn't make any sense but no. um if you you know think They're about not what cannibal means yo. but <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, he just, so he throws a little goat into the fish, like, right in front of her, and these fish kind of mow down this this goat, which all the piranha stuff in this movie, which comes up, like, three or four times, is totally the same bit of stock footage of piranhas eating something. <laughs> so yes, just and it's, like, like a weird close-up. Yeah. Like, um, I thought it yeah, was funny that, because... That was a very, like, odd, jarring scene where he just, like, says this threatening thing and then just, like, throws this little baby, well, cute little baby goat into the piranhas. What was so jarring is like he's holding it and she she asks he says his threat, and then after she he says his threat, then she's like, she whips out the photo of the mask going, "Have you ever seen this mask?" And it, I read oh, it as, right. and he's just like, "Fuck!" and just chucks the goat, <laughs> like that's just like, "What the fuck, bitch!" Like I just what did I just say? Like and again, we know what these fuckers look like, but for mm-hmm. some reason. We're just seeing the back of his head. He never looks. Like, they never show his face. It just happens. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's just like he just chucks the fucking black baby goat. And it, <laughs> and like, yeah, and they didn't, they so didn't no, really explain no, you haven't this seen this mask. That there were, that there were <laughs> quote-unquote, cannibal fish. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's another really unexplained element. And now we understand that there's these, you know carnivorous fish living on the island which then they use you know again later on a couple of times but but that yeah interesting that, scene <laughs> that leads to like the topic i want to talk about the booby traps not that mm-hmm. there's many there's at least there's just at least two honestly but they're both worth mentioning and mentioning one it happens later it is once it because we're talking about the 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 cannibal fish in quotations um like clearly like it it was so weird they had a red net in the area just covered in these pearls and of all the fucking people it's the doctor Catherine, Catherine, whatever who fucking Mm -hmm. like investigates it and touches it and picks it up and it pulls her into the tree and just dangles her above the fish and I'm all I could think is like okay did Cyrene do this because this feels like this is the moment that Logan should have been killed for his Mm -hmm. for his for his greed uh but no 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 bad person actually fucking dies in this movie just like uh people of color who are in the crew (laughs) but none of the fucking bad people um yeah, tons of these, tons of the indigenous fish people get killed yes. by the guns and stuff in the end of the movie. But yeah, none, nothing happens to any of the guys who were, you know, knowingly uh, stealing the, all the pearls. Not from this, the Americans so. that are stealing from these yeah. people. Yeah, 
No. Um, but she gets rescued half, like, nothing really happens, yeah. but then later in, on. In, like, the clumsiest-looking rescue scene I've ever seen in my life where he, like, wraps his legs around her and, like, pulls back, pulls her back towards shore with his legs. It was very confusing. It, and it was, I think it was Matthias, Patrick Wayne's character that does it, but it's like, why would you do it that, why not do it the opposite and have, like, dude hang onto your shirt while you reach out and get her instead of... <laughs> Yeah, anyway. It's so It weird. kinda looked like it's like they one of those situations where like, okay, we got one take to get this guys. So just go ahead and rescue her. And they're like, how, how do you want us to do it? Well, I don't care. Like just just get her out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so just... it was very, very odd. Again, it was another moment where just like first of all, the action was slow and it just was weird the way it played out. It is. It's very because it seems like they're just getting they were getting ready to go and then so for some reason Catherine was just out there she just went out mm. there back to that random river with the killer fish and like i said again of all people who it like picks up the net covered in these pearls and i'm like all i could think in my head is like w- w- was this sirene trying to kill her like yeah. but th- again like she doesn't did she uh, anyways moving on to the next and probably the best trap actually happens much earlier on in the movie when they arrive on the island and this is before they even met the natives um that they come back to like one of the huts that they were already in uh i say this because this like this is sad like we were standing in this 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 exact same spot before Mm. uh sid's character uh east eddie uh (laughs) goes through a pit trap like just falls right through and is being attacked by crabs <laughs> yeah i thought that was a unique unique trap that i have not seen done before so he's just just covered in crabs getting attacked by them and they're like yeah. wow they're killing eddie right away no he's fine yeah, it, it actually <laughs> ends up being you know because it is a pg movie that doesn't have a whole lot of like graphic violence it ends up being i think the bloodiest scene in the entire movie is but after, after the, the crabs on, on him yeah yeah because yeah. he has while no blood on him in the pit being attacked right. but once they pull him out he's covered in just the most fakest cranberry juice stained yeah like yeah. shirt and then he just starts shooting at the pit I, like i'm <laughs> just him shooting at the fucking crabs and then later on, he has a line, we're having crab stew tonight. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> Sid, you're, you're fucking glorious, but yeah, my fucking God. Yeah, Sid, Sid is the highlight of this movie, and pretty much the, the only highlight of this movie. But, um, yes. Yeah. Do we got any, yeah. got any final for, thoughts for this? Yeah, I was going to say traps for fun. I was looking through my notes of things I wanted to get. Yeah, I talked about cannibal fish. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to bother going over the special effects. We covered that in, you know, what it looks like. The only real special effects we have is some stock footage, some bad fake blood, and the fish eyes. So that's Fish eye lens. Yeah, and a lot of really slow swimming. Oh, uh, my god yeah 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 you realize really like right away that human humans aren't really graceful swimmers no (laughs) no and this and and i i think it it looked like it was the actual actress doing the swimming so maybe you know maybe lee christian is not you know an olympic swimmer or anything but like 
but everyone in this movie and they did it you know i see in i see in older movies like especially movies this was 73 so even movies older than this i'm thinking some of the like classic james bond movies uh, especially thunderball it's got all the underwater stuff in it um underwater stuff is slow so a lot of times when they shoot action scenes underwater they crank crank the film speed up so uh it does look a little hokey because it's everything's moving kind of fast motion but it definitely speeds up the action they do that quite a bit in, in thunderball um that's what they needed to do here they needed to crank like make this move faster and they obviously did not feel like that was a priority you know all the and like like you said earlier that the photography's pretty decent like there's some there's some good underwater photography in here but man does it kill the pace of the entire movie like it just it's a snooze for the whole second act is just people like awkwardly swimming around in water <laughs> oh my so. god so awkwardly yeah well if you had to give this one a grade, which of course you do, what do you oh, think? Where do you think you'd land on uh, Beyond Atlantis? This, uh, I mean, I knew going in like that. This, like, it, it's again the posters were. If it's a cool enough posters from a movie from the sixties and seventies, sometimes eighties, um, that it's gonna be cooler than whatever the movie actually has to offer and so it did exactly that uh and it's like oh my god like i this movie isn't really even strong enough for me to have strong feelings for uh it's gonna be fallen in the mid areas for me it's kind of a boring movie to be honest and some of the cool parts of it like there is a few parts that are funny like the fucking traps are just hokey and weird and 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 enjoyable especially the fucking crab pit is like one of my favorite (laughs) things ever in my entire life Uh, not in my entire life but from like the fucking like 90 minutes that i had to watch this movie (laughs) um the story is doesn't they it's like they don't care i don't want to say that but i mean this is feels like this just i don't know what the fuck is going on it's just slow boring and when it does anything it's fucking messy and doesn't make any fucking lick of sense uh just the most awkward sexual assault scene i've ever seen in my life and it's in slow motion it's literally just watching a man sink to the bottom mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and and it's just god this movie is just a fucking uh, C minus. Uh, no, man, that's too nice. <laughs> no, fuck. No, like I said, like the fish-eyed people, so stupid and fun. Wish there was more of that. Pits, great. Is it enough? That fuck D. It's a D. It's a D. <laughs> I, I tried. You watched it. Uh, I just convinced yeah. myself to lower the grade. It's a D. It's a boring movie. Yeah. Uh, but I finally got it off my list, so I'm happy with that. I've been looking at this for two years since we've been doing 2B shit, and I'm like, ah, yeah, let's do it. It's going to be stupid. I just thought it was going to be more fun stupid than just yeah, stupid. Also, the bad fucking awful people learn no lessons. Not even Logan. There's no satisfaction here. Yeah, nobody gets... Yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to echo a lot of that. Um, it was an oddball movie, but not quite odd enough to overcome like all the dull script and slow swim scenes and yeah. kind of subpar production value in places especially because they spent like a quarter of a million dollars in the philippines you know Ameri- U- u.s dollars and shot in the philippines this they i feel like they should have pulled off a little better movie than this 
Um, yeah. It's not quite silly enough to be fun or memorable. Like, it's just, like you said, it's kind of boring, unfortunately. Yeah. I think this could have been a pretty, uh, you know. Good exploitation film. Yeah, if they really, uh, you know, went with their initial instincts instead of letting letting Patrick Wayne steal the, steer the movie in a different direction. And he um, wasn't even the best actor. No. No, he's... I mean, this is probably like film film dude blasphemy, but kind of like his dad in in, in that way. Uh, not that John Wayne was never good in anything, because he was in certain roles, but you know, he was never the greatest actor either. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 watchable, I suppose. All the characters are awful, like you said. Never get punished for it. Uh, Sid Haig's great in this. I think he's just a you know. He's just a talent that kind of sticks out, even though it's not a great role or a great movie. It just uh, he brings his own charm to it. Yeah. Um, really testament to Sid as an actor. Yeah. As a character yeah. actor. I would say this is a watchable curio. Like it, it, if you really, you know, find any of what we're saying interesting about it, but it is certainly not something I would recommend to anybody. Not e- not even in this like genre of kind of forgotten cult movies, like because it it just doesn't have any of that good culty exploitation stuff you expect this movie to have especially based on its great poster so but like you said the better the poster usually the worse the movie so (laughs) you know what's funny i you argued with yourself as i originally wrote down a c minus as well but i think i'm gonna go with a d as well it's just (laughs) as like i think i was being kind to it because i kind of felt sorry for it in a way and like i wanted to like it a little more than i did just because i don't know it, I'm with you. It was this great little, like, it's got a great poster, and when I kind of read the description, I'm like, ooh, this sounds cool. Uh, a while back, I don't think you were with us doing the, or I don't know if you were on, doing the show yet, or maybe you're just off at that time, but we watched a couple of, like, Gilman movies. You um, did last year. I just wasn't part it, of them. Yeah. It seemed like kind of right in that same vein. I'm like, oh, this could be fun, and no, I think out of all, out of the three of those movies, this is definitely my least favorite of them, so... Yeah. And it's very similar to the one um, Island of the Fish People or uh, I guess it's called Screamers, Screamers. the version we watched. Yeah. It, it's got a very similar plot to that, so in a way. Um, and Screamers is much more entertaining. And even that's not a great, great movie. But it's like, yeah. So, that's yeah. Sometimes it's, you do. You dive in deep D. and you just get, you go in for pearls and you get crap. Yeah. You get <laughs> awkwardly laid on by a Atlantean princess underwater. So. <laughs> um, um, one thing I did forget to mention is this: the story for this film was written by Stephanie Rothman, who was an early um, female cult filmmaker that worked under uh, Roger Corman at Empire Pictures and uh, directed, a, wrote and directed a bunch of stuff that supposedly are really great cult movies. However, she does not have her name on the screenplay, so I have a feeling this uh, screenplay <laughs> was adapted from her original draft of the script. But well, she... anyway, she's an interesting person hopefully we'll maybe see something better of her work later on but we have to make just just for the sake of our own sanity i think we would have to again this movie is boring yeah that was its worst that's always what i you know i always come back to that the worst thing you could do is make a boring movie you can make a gloriously bad movie and it's it's better than this because at least it's not boring like these middle of the road dull movies are the worst yeah i give it two slow motion underwater fight scenes out of five (laughs) yeah 
Oh, the underwater stuff is the worst. But all right. Anyway, if you've happened to see, uh, have seen Beyond Atlantis, or want to brave your way through it, uh, yeah, it's free on Tubi. And if you do, uh, let us know what you think. Shoot us an email at videojokearpodcast at gmail dot com, or look us up on Twitter or the official official Facebook page. If you take the time to read it, that that's wrong. Uh, we need Joe back. Now, if you take the time to write it, we'll take the time to read it, and. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think of this or any movie that we cover on the podcast. We'd also love for you to check out the uh, Patreon page at patreon.com slash podcast. And if you make a small donation to the program, uh, you can uh, get many uh, different perks that we have in there, excluded, including some e- exclusive uh, content and the ability to vote in polls to decide what we watch on the show, which we do have a month of those coming up. Uh, audience picks on the way, so um, vote. I don't know what order they're in yet, but yeah, so check on pay- check, check out the Patreon page. Everything we do raised through Patreon goes directly back into producing the program. Yeah. And um, yeah, we would, uh, whether or not you are donating, we want to thank you for being here and hope you will join us again next time for... Uh, what are we watching next week? We're going to watch uh, Death, Death Race, Race 2000. Yeah, that's We're right, Death Race 2000. This is one that uh, I've always... I don't know if I've always been aware of, but I've been aware of for a very long time and still have never managed to see, so looking forward to that. Um, I'm not sure of the exact order, but your picks, the audience picks for the next four weeks, the month of July, we are going to be watching UHF, In Bruges, Repo Man, and The Last Starfighter. So that's a... Uh, pretty solid lineup thank you guys for anyone who voted in the poll and helped us uh select those movies um looking forward to those so not sure what order we're doing those in so that may not be the broadcast order of that but yeah anyway. <laughs> we're gonna throw it in the hat pick it out listen to me see what happens I, listen to me i'm talking like old school radio dude I, I called this a program like four times in the last minute of stuff and i also just called it broadcast time like that has anything to do with podcasting so anyway well, uh, uh, you know us. We're just, just here be... to re- record and <laughs> review the talkies. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, I got nothing to yeah. add. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's do that. I uh, hope you'll come back and join us again here on the Video Junkyard Podcast. Until next time, I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel saying, boys, we're having crab stew tonight. <laughs> You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard?